Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Long time, no time. I have I feel like I haven't podcasted in weeks. <laughs> I'm lying. I literally just did a show. Hopefully, you enjoyed my review of Forza Motorsport by Turn 10 Studios. Uh, if you didn't know, if you didn't miss it, uh, or you did miss it, uh, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, I think it is a masterclass achievement uh in sound and in graphics and in gameplay, but more specifically for me. It's the accessibility that they, I mean, they just allow for you to play the game how you want to play it. Um, and uh, you're going to see, like, on the on the replays, they're god tier. They're just so good. Um, but listen, I'm not here by myself anymore. I have Mav, who has not only did his own three-hour stream yesterday, which was phenomenal. And if you missed it, you definitely got to check it out. It was a lot of fun. I watched the whole thing this morning. Um, he played on Xbox, but he had a chance to play on PC. We're going to get all of his hot takes. Matt, how are you feeling, brother? Long time, man. It's been a, it's been a minute since you've been on the show. It's gl- I'm glad to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be back. Boom. Anytime I get to hang out with you, it's kind of like coming home a little bit. You know, um, you're one of the godfathers out there. Oh, thank you. So. That's very kind of you. You know, so <laughs> no, it's, it's great to be here, dude. And uh, especially... Uh, I was kind of glad, honestly, to see uh, we're going to be discussing Forza Motorsports. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. it is, um, honestly, it's everything I hope for. And I know we're going to get into a lot more um, into this, you know, but like I, I, I did stream yesterday. Um, I was actually playing off and on all day yesterday, but finally I was able to uh, stream last night. And um, it was just a blast uh, all day yesterday. I was hooked um and can't wait to talk about it man uh and great review boom i was just oh, thank yeah, you thank you yeah I, I I, I listen could, so. i i'm as i i'm i'm as uh unprofessional reviewer as you could possibly <laughs> get i i you know like i said I, I have a million things going on in my mind i have i ha- i had folks i didn't take a picture of it but i had notes like literally littered on the desk uh, yeah there's, you know, there's no right way or wrong way to do a review in my opinion i think like if you're just giving your thoughts and impressions and that that's all a review really is yeah, and whatever the method you choose to deliver, I like the live format for you. Yes. Um, for me, uh, that works. That's not yeah. for everybody, but it's, it's fine. It's no, it's great. Uh, good stuff. I hope to see more of those in the future. I, I appreciate it. Well, you know what folks, I, I, I'll say this. I don't know for sure, but I'm just assuming that I got approved for a Bethesda code for Starfield. Now I didn't get the early access code. I got the early access availability on the first, which is still a really big deal. Uh, I got approved by the PR, which is great. I've been in contact with their PR, which I did not have a contact with their PR. Thanks to Jeff Rubenstein and a few other people like Cognito, uh, I kind of navigated the waters. Because like I said, this is just a mom and pop operation. We're still relatively small. And I like the handshake with the best of them, but we we don't have a lot of connections. Uh, Yeah. course jeff rubenstein and i've been working together for years uh since i think uh the big one was 2019 when i had larry herb uh on the show which i mean come on that's it's larry herb and even though he's retired it's still a big deal 
Um, and I, and apparently, and again, I, I'm just assuming I, I made the Rolodex because I did get offered the review code of Forza, and I did get offered a chance to go to the super secret event where I met the uh, some of the uh, founding fathers of Turn Ten Studios, which was amazing. Yeah, like, holy crap! Um, hey, that's awesome, man. So was Dan, Dan Greenwald there. You're great, Dan. I met Dan and uh, nice. uh, oh my god. Hold on, Chris. I met Chris Izaki as, as yeah. well. Chris is he's a funny dude. I mean, they're both really funny, but Chris is very welcoming, uh, and so was Dan. I got a chance to talk to Dan for a minute or two, but Chris was like, "Hey, what's going on?" I even got a chance to tell me. Yeah, he goes, "Where are you from?" You know, I said, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm from I'm from New York. I, I was a police officer here in the city for 21 years." Oh my god, really? So we had a great conversation. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome nice. to get a chance to to talk with those guys and. And sit down and, and again, it's just, this is a mom and pop operation to be to be involved in something so big and literally be so small. I mean, come on, that's that's humbling as humbling gets. But enough of that shenanigans. Uh, you know what? I don't like negativity, as you all know. I, I will force up against it. I will definitely challenge it. But I have to come to the defense of Destin Legary, who is unfortunately been at the brunt of a lot of people's uh you know eggs and and tomatoes. Uh now what happened with Destin? Uh this happened about 18 hours ago. And look, I know he works for IGN. He's got to pay his bills. He has two kids, he has a wife, he has a mortgage. The guy's got to work. Okay? I don't like IGN. I made it perfectly clear there are people at IGN I think are just cowards and and con men. And I'm not going to get into who they are, but you've heard me talk about them. It's fine. Those people exist in the world, not my cup of tea. But Destin Legary, on the other hand, is Boom's cup of tea. And, you know, I've watched some of his stuff while he's at IGN. Not a lot of it because I don't like giving them the click. But I am a huge fan of what he does on his YouTube channel. So yesterday... He, uh, and I'm going to read what he put out there, and he wasn't shying away from the criticism, folks. Uh, he was out there answering people's truths, even some people that were pretty nasty. Uh, I would have ignored. I would have blocked. He did not. Uh, he stood there and took the arrows, if you will. Um, so what happened was he had posted a video of Forza Motorsport versus Gran Turismo 7. And apparently there was a bug uh, for, and again, this remember they, it's we got it early, but there was a well, it was a pat, it was a couple of patches that I got one big one yesterday uh, before it went live that fixed this issue. So Matt, he wrote this. He says about that Forza gameplay. I got to admit, I made a mistake earlier. I released a version of Gran Turismo Seven versus Forza Motorsport video with a color space issue caused when changing your settings in the menu and not restarting the game. In my case, restarting the console was also necessary. Turn 10 told iGen, we have already checked in a fix for this, and it'll be in our next update. However, this issue was present in all of our console gameplay, so it will be recaptured and replaced uh, to give a more accurate representation of Forza Motorsport. Thank you to the fans who pointed me towards this issue. 
this was a mistake, and I apologize for not catching it ahead of publishing. So that's a real man right there. That's a that's a that's a real man. Uh, he goes on to say, many of you were right, and I uh, and I've got corrections to make. As I said, if I identified an issue with my capture methodology, I will fix it. So that what I'm doing, uh, so so that's what I'm doing. I take a lot of pride in my work. I double and triple check my capture method and to ensure it wasn't introducing an issue. It unfortunately turned out to be an issue that required a complete restart of the game and my console uh, and console in my specific case. Thank you for the fans who pointed out the issue that was flagged by Digital Foundry. Uh, this was this was a mistake, and I apologize for not catching it ahead of publishing. I, I don't know how more apologetic you can get. Like, honestly, the guy is embarrassed. He put this out. He was immediately, I mean, folks, IGN, they might they might as well just be like somewhere it's you know it tattooed somewhere, Sony's property. But that's not destined. Uh, and I really wanted to come out here and open up and, and, and talk about this because uh, I understand. I have I have no problem, ladies and gentlemen, flinging those rocks or arrows at IGN because they have earned that slander with their BS. But here, a mistake was made, and I saw people. Oh, there he goes, Mr. Pony. I mean, he built his hundred thousand subscriber channel off of the back of Xbox players. Most of us go to him because we kind of like his stuff. And I don't think that he would try to jeopardize all the work that he did. Listen, folks, I'm struggling to get the 14K. This dude in record time got to 100K, got his plaque and everything. Well-deserved work. I like Destin a lot. Um, so I'm here to talk about it. I want to put it on Front Street. We're going to get into Forza. We're going to get into a few other things. You know, this is, remember, this is a 70 minute show, one hour, 10 minutes in and out. But uh, he, uh, you know, Mav, I want to go to you, brother. Let, let, let's get your hot take on this because I know you have a lot to say. And I, I really want the, the people to hear about it. Yeah. So um, it's unfortunate. Honestly, for for Destin and for at the end of the day, this for me is more of an IGN issue than a Destin Legary issue. I think that Destin made a mistake. Uh, he honestly went out there and he tried to uh, and he apologized and he admitted his mistake and all that kind of stuff in the right way. Um, it's extremely unfortunate. It seems that every single time there's some kind of editing issue or some kind of thing, games missing from a launch lineup, or whatever kind of video that IGN does, uh, somehow the mistakes always end up pointing negatively towards Xbox. So if this was in a vacuum and it was only this one issue, I think it would stand uh, separate and people would be more accepting of the fact that he made a mistake and the apology and all that kind of stuff. But the issue is, is that it's compounded um, on top of other things that have happened recently, uh, videos that are missing Xbox for the launch of their games, um, uh, horrible captures as well for other games, horrible gameplay footage shown on other Xbox exclusives and all these kind of things. 
Um, and meanwhile, the IGN people like Dan Stapleton's and Max Scoville's and people like that, instead of doing what Destin did and actually admit their mistake and then come out and uh, apologize and then take the criticism, uh, they had actually gone on to berate fans for calling out their mistakes and all those kind of things in the past. Like, um, I remember the issue with Jasper when he just brought up the fact that the Xbox was missing on those things. And, and you're then uh, you talking about when, uh, he was attacked by Brian Altano. Yeah, who, was that, you know, that was, it was Max. It was oh, Max, Max Scoville. Yeah. Okay, that's right. I forgot. I, I was attacked, uh, yeah. by, uh, by, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Max Scoville. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so this kind of just at the end of the day, it compounds a top, um, on top of the issues, right, uh, that lead to this IGN continuously making mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. Somehow that gets through the editing and all these kind of fact checks and all these kind of things that, that paint Xbox in a negative light, right? Um, to Destin's credit, which is why I said, I did make a tweet that I said, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of people that work at IGN are assholes, but uh Des but not all of them, right? I, I honestly believe that Destin is not trying to was not trying to um create this issue. I feel like he made a mistake as as he owned up to it. So to his credit, unlike the others, is which is one of the main reasons I have an issue with a lot of people at IGN, is when he, a mistake is made, it's how you handle it and how you present yourself and the credibility integrity that you have as a creator right as a writer as a journalist or as a reviews editor or as a video editor or whatever a content creator if you have integrity behind it and you stand up for what you say and you honestly can admit to when you screw up and then take the criticism without attacking back and without um without going and claiming people are raging or being conspiracy theorists and all of this stuff uh just admitting that hey you know i screwed up sorry i'm gonna redo this um and you know to his credit that's what he did so you know props to him for admitting that um i still think at the end of the day it's a mistake that should have been caught beforehand um so you know it's i think it's an easy mistake to make but if it looks like that i mean you got to see the other videos that are going around everywhere and realize hey maybe there's some kind of like issue here because my game doesn't look like everybody else's that is posting so somehow it slipped through um luckily it was caught early enough to where they're able to pull it um uh, but it just adds to the adds to that narrative man ign is anti-xbox and they uh, there's a bias there there's uh you can call it a conspiracy you can call it whatever but at the end of the day Another piece was added to that narrative, whether it was on purpose or not. Uh, and, and I honestly think this one was a was a mistake. Even doing that video in the first place, you could call a uh, interesting choice. Right. Um, so it, there's that to add to it as well. But um, props to Dustin for standing up uh, yes. to and admitting the mistake. So I, I have no issues with him. But, you know. Was it an IGN decision to make this video? Was it De Destin's decision to make this video in the first place? Like, because, you know, even his kind of talk beforehand was like, I, I might do this video, but you guys may not like what you see. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of putting out, I mean, that's kind of putting out there even a negative light then as well. Right. And, you know, Forza is not a perfect game. I, uh, 
love the game and we'll talk about more in depth yeah, we're gonna, like, we're gonna, all, we're gonna get your in, into your thoughts and everything absolutely but, uh yeah. you know to to have this kind of like versus mentality on this it's honestly should be the highlight should be on forza right now and then uh we'll we'll get you know the, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of times for comparisons uh but this is an achievement from turn 10 and uh for some reason now a lot of it has turned into uh this drama yeah thing that doesn't need to be there well i mean listen i you know what we're what we're gonna do is i, I kind of want to i want to touch on that uh because i think that's an uh, important aspect look folks i am not going to challenge anyone's review right like it, it reviewing a game is subjective uh, if you don't like the game because you don't like the game, well, then you just don't like the game. That is perfectly fine. Uh, you can give it, you can, you know, you can give it its flowers or you can give it its faults, whatever you're comfortable with. But I expect honesty and integrity when it comes to reviewing games. Um, and that's what I do. Now, I'm sure there's going to be somebody in the chat that's going to be like, oh, well, boom, you gave it a 9.5 because the game is a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, did I give it a perfect 10? No, I did not give it a perfect 10. I, I said that that I, I shaved off a half a point because I wanted more in the career mode. They don't have that right now. And some things that I did not like were locked behind actual, you know, available in five days, available in eight days. I don't, I don't like that. I want to be able to. I, why isn't it available right now? Uh, so that's where I shaved off the five of uh, the five points. I think I, I think I thoroughly broke down why it's a 9.5 out of 10 for me. The one thing that I find unbelievably suspicious, Mav, and we're, and we're keeping this isn't just an IGN thing. It's a game. It, it's a gaming journalism thing. Um, you know, it's and I want to I, I want to go back because there was a time where xbox kept stepping on rakes as they're known to do self-inflicted wounds they're they're notorious for it they've done some really stupid shit i'm sorry it's they they have um but at the end of the day since phil spencer has been given the leadership responsibilities and i take this all the way back to 2018 they have course corrected in a way that and and, and again what they have done probably has to do with the amount of money they're being funded by Microsoft, but make no mistake, Xbox was almost a sold business, folks. Uh, and in five years' time, they went from having five first-party studios pre E3 2018 to where they're going to have 35 plus named studios. And more than that, when you consider that some of the named studios, like Infinity Warp, have four studios and treyarch has three studios so they may be closer to 40 actual studios yeah right and that is a lot of people working for xbox what that tells me is the gaming media who used to say xbox needs to compete they need to be better right this is why <laughs> they suck it sound just well, like them boom yeah well that's that's how they sound they're you know sorry if if i insulted anyone but that's how they sound to me in my mind um <laughs> and no matter what they do folks it seems that they're going to continue to get the short end of the stick they're not going to because i'll say this and if you agree awesome if you disagree i hear you i hear you no no sweat 
But I think that there is an Xbox tax, meaning there it's anywhere between one to ten points off is automatic before you, a game is even turned on. Yeah, that's that's a negative five. It's Xbox. But I think the exact opposite of a PlayStation. I think that there is a, a scale that someone has their thumb on that is giving five to ten points before you even turn on a game. Now, Spider-Man 2, we're going to see. Now, I'm excited for it. I've been talking about it like a, like a lunatic because I cannot wait to play. Everything Everything is getting put down for Spider-Man 2. Everything. Because I can't wait to play it. I have no judgment, and I know the game is going to be very samey. You're going to be, you know, hitting X and, and doing combos, and it's it's going to be, this, you know, swinging around the, the city. Yeah, it's got two new boroughs, which is awesome because I, you know, I, I that that's amazing. But it's going to be like Spider Man 2018, like Spider Man Miles Morales. It's going to be very samey. But that, I'm not taking off points because of that because I, I'm going to judge the game for the what the game is. So I think that there's there it. For both sides of the coin here, Mav, there is an Xbox tax where points are removed before you even turn on the game. And I think for Sony, because they're the market leader and they are paying people in their pockets, I don't care what anyone says, you say that I'm crazy about about this, you're never going to change my mind. I'm sorry. It's big business and they're here to make money and they're here to win. And if they have to pay people, they will pay people. And if you think that doesn't exist, well, you know, good on you. Uh, you know, live in, live in your walled garden. That's perfectly fine. Uh, I think that there is a 5 to 10 scale before you even turn on a PlayStation game. 100%. Um, and Gran Turismo 7 versus uh, Forza Motorsports is a perfect example. Folks, Gran Turismo 7 at launch was a disaster. It was an absolute mess. It had uh, It had stuff behind paywalls. Uh, we, you, you, you saw cars flipping, like flipping past the, the finish line and winning the race. Like I've never seen anything like that. I'm not even an arcade racer. That's a straight up sim racer. And it got an 87. What you see in does this look like an 84 to you? It does not look like an 84 to me. I don't know how they figured this out, how, how an 84 on Metacritic equates what we're playing right now. Versus the 87 broken game. And, and and what's worse is they hid those microtransactions behind not releasing any information until the game was out. And then they dumped it. And no one in the gaming media changed their review. Because if it would have been Xbox, you would have saw the, the, uh, the, the pitchforks and the torches. But let, let's talk about that for a second. Let's get your hot take on that, uh, Mav. Oh, geez. Yeah. I'm and I'm a I'm a Gran Turismo fan, right? I I like Gran Turismo. I always have. Um, to me, there's always been certain things I like about Gran Turismo and certain things I like about Forza, right? But seeing the takes and the reviews when Gran Turismo Seven came out versus seeing the takes and reviews now for Forza Motorsport, it is clear as day, right? Uh, it happened with Starfield. I was criticized for being hard on reviewers and big media uh, because I thought there was an obvious bias there. And some of this stuff that we're seeing was just absolute ludicrous. I mean, sevens and stuff like that for Starfield with this with that game. I mean, that game 
getting sevens. I mean, that's even more of a travesty than Forza Motorsport now. And now we see Forza, which has got really no major issues whatsoever. I mean, like, it's a uh, masterpiece of a sim racer. Honestly, the best handling uh, racing uh, feel game I've ever played. And I've played every single Gran Turismo. I've played every single motorsport. Uh, we've had six years off from Forza Motorsport. I've been itching to get back to it ever since. And I still like Gran Turismo a lot, but there is no comparison here when it comes down to where it matters the most. When it comes down to handling and racing, at the end of the day, this is by far the better game. Um, so it, there's little critiques and criticisms you can say about uh, the, the progression system that some people don't like or this or that and, that, and that's fine. But to take it for what matters at the end of the day, uh, besides personal preference on specific issues, is created the best racing game ever made, I feel like. This is, hands down, in my opinion, the best racer that's ever, ever, ever been. And for these reviews that come out with eights, and I've seen even some lower than that and all these things like this, it's like, Meanwhile, giving Gran Turismo 7 a pass on a lot of different stuff. And not to yeah. mind you, the worst aspect of Gran Turismo 7, which I, I still find fun in its own quirky way, is the cars float on the track. They, they do. They yeah. do. It's always felt floaty. The, it is probably the worst simulation of car racing there is as far as actually feeling like you're in something that has weight to it. Uh, the cars literally have feel like they're weightless in Gran Turismo. And I I, I still find it fun because I think it's quirky and uh, it's still a fun game to play. But at the end of the day, that's just the facts. It's just what it is. When it comes down to handling and racing, Forza Motorsport has always taken the crown. And this one has advanced it so far past every other Forza Motorsport and every other racing game. This is by far the best feeling racer ever. Now, uh, some people can have critiques over certain aspects of lighting and all that kind of stuff, and I'm, we'll, we'll get into that. But like at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? It's about the racing. It's about the racing and the fun of the game. That's what it used to be about, right? Um, instead of comparison videos pointing to, well, look at this one spot with this little uh, reflection on this little area over here and compare it to this. The one trees leaves this, like, on this area. one thing Come I paused. On. You know what's interesting? Johnny Ravioli in the chat. Uh, he puts two really uh, in, important part, uh, uh, things I want to uh, say. First, thanks for being here, Johnny. Definitely appreciate that. He says, "Fun fact: Forza Motorsport 2023 is the lowest-rated Forza of all time." Right? Yeah. Think about that for a second. It's the lowest Forza of all time, and this uh, seven was loathed by fans. This blows Seven's doors off, but he also gets a second point. He says um, this. The thing I don't understand, specifically points out IGN, is that is in the IGN review, he said it's the best Forza ever, yet it has the lowest score, makes no sense. Yeah. See, I mean that's I mean I don't I, I mean that that that's conflicting. When it comes to IGN, you add a point at least to it. That's my philosophy. If IGN ever gives a game from Xbox a 10, it'll be an 11. Okay? Like they, you add a point to anything IGN at least ever does for Xbox at this point. Uh it literally cannot be trusted uh worth a damn and uh the really one of the it's a shame that the biggest 
games media outlet because uh, they're absolutely worthless when it comes to actual. I, I just wish Microsoft would do would pull a Sony. I'm sorry, man. Like at some point, there has to be ramifications, Mav. Like yeah. you know that they're going out of the way, out of their way to hurt you. Like it it it, it is like you, you keep walking into this fist. I would be like, you know what? We're not giving you guys review copies. Write an article about it. Please. Let let yeah. let people know that you guys are a bunch of S bags over there. And you know what? We're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. I'm I'm just saying it, it to me, it's it's to the point. It, it, it's it, like for instance, you were just talking about it. Jcon79 in the chat says the cars actually feel like they have weight. Yes, they do. Yeah. And that's what you were just saying about Gran Turismo. They literally one it's a review. They said that it felt like it was on ice. Yeah, that literally, like Gran Turismo has always had the same feel with their cars, right? Um, and you know, the, the cars feel slow, right? They kind of float on the track. And honestly, I don't have a huge issue with it because I like I play Gran Turismo differently. Like you get no penalty for bouncing off of walls and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's just like bumper cars. Uh, so whenever I play Gran Turismo, I've always kind of had this like, this is its own thing, and I'm just enjoying it for what it is, and not ever going to be too critical of it because I still have fun with it at the end of the day, and fun for me is what it's about. Yeah. But when you yes. actually talk about comparing, like, actually competitive racing, right? Actual competitive racing, and you're actually judging the way the cars feel and the handling and and the physics of the cars. Uh, there's there's literally force has always been way better than gran turismo in that regard that's one of the reasons it stood out and and actually took off as the predominant racing franchise in gaming um beyond that though the leap that they took from seven to this one is the biggest leap i've ever felt in a forza game by far when it comes it's to very handling. apparent and for sure where every gran turismo has felt you know the same i felt like every forza in in their own way more or less felt the same all the way through until this one right they've made improvements in, in both games but always kind of had this sort of the same feel but this forza feels like an evolution with uh sim racing that i haven't experienced before in any sim racer with the way the cars feel and the handling right like um it really takes it to the next level and that is the it it is like this itch in me to con like I I woke up this morning is like I got to get the I want to play Forza you know I I, I got to play Forza and I, I was up I, at six o'clock and the first thing I did while Mrs Boom is you know washing herself up because we get up at six every day I turned on my Xbox and when she was done I went in and I literally ran back to the controller and I was like oh my I, I could get 10, 15 minutes in. Do some recording footage because that's how I, re I record footage. I record 10, 15 minutes at a time unless I can actually have time to sit, which I've done. And it's I'll sit for like two hours and it's great. Uh, but dude, I, I like we're, we're talking about it and I cannot wait to play it. Like honestly, yeah. it's it's crazy. Yeah, and I played off every every chance I had to play yesterday. I was playing, you know, and uh, you know I moved to New Zealand. Right, I did the thing like early, yeah, early that, in the morning. Man. That flight is long. I don't know how you did yeah. it. It's amazing. It's re record time. These air, this airplane technology these days is just insane. Boom, you got to give it a try. You know, got my own private jet out in the back. I can just take it whenever I want. Go to New Zealand, come back. Um, but yeah, I, I was 
playing all day off and on yesterday. I wasn't lucky enough to get a, a review copy or anything like that. Um, but I played significant amount <laughs> yesterday. Uh, and I, I think I hit like level 16 already by the time I wrapped up last night. Um, and I, I got to say, like, through the different courses, the different weather, uh, the different times of day, uh, the different cars, uh, everything was just amazing. Um, I haven't played enough to have any critique or criticism towards the leveling system that I saw in some of the reviews, uh, the progression system. I think some of that, you know, for some reviews out there, I would actually like to see what their time played was and, and stuff like that, because yeah. Um, yeah. for me right now, like I've just been doing the, the events, you know, and yeah. going through and I'm doing this car with this event and I get it to this level and I'm upgrading it and to the point where I can at that point. And by the time I'm done with that event, then I'm having a different car for a different event. Right. So I haven't really felt any major roadblocks or anything like that right now with the progression system or the leveling uh, hasn't been an issue for me whatsoever. In fact, in some ways, I've actually appreciated it as opposed to the other uh, modes. Now, in the long run, at the end of the day, when you're finished with all that career stuff and you just want to like have a sandbox and, you know, do whatever you want all the time, maybe at that point, uh, some of that stuff may get annoying. But I would challenge some of the reviewers out there that have brought this as an issue uh to post the amount of hours that they've played in this yeah. game and actually see how it's actually uh affected your game right because i haven't spent enough time in even one car yet to max it out because i've been hopping to different uh racing events constantly right so um besides that though uh graphics wise it stands above the rest as well i mean there's certain instances where i will say that like because I've always loved Gran Turismo's lighting. That's one of the best things that's always been about Gran Turismo, in my opinion, is that it has this kind of like photorealistic look to the lighting models that they have there. So it makes the game look good, right? So there's some instances at different times where you could say one game might have an edge here visually with the lighting. One game might have an edge here in the with specific lighting. But overall graphic and fidelity, overall uh, Forza Motorsport blows Gran Turismo away again. Um, so talk about graphics for me are way better in Forza. You talk about, um, car handling and all that kind of stuff. And meanwhile, what else, what else was Gran Turismo or the reason I'm bringing Gran Turismo up so much is because of the reviews and the bias there, right? What other thing was Gran Turismo heavily criticized for at the very beginning was the career. Yeah. The it grind, was no career. The was grind terrible. aspect, all that stuff, yeah. the, the 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 stuff that people hated about it, the the how hard it was to get a car, all these kind of things, right? How these cars were like based on real money, crazy values, and where they go up and down and in, in unobtainable amounts that you would have to play like hundreds of hours to get, and all this kind of stuff. That there was major criticisms over that. However, somehow, somehow, it wasn't docked any points for it. Right. Like, but you have a, a little issue with the car progression system here with the leveling mechanics. And all of a sudden that's an issue. Like, I, I, I don't understand when sometimes these uh, reviews, they hyper focus on certain aspects in a negative light and they over punish a game for this little per personal preference or critique that you have. Right. And as opposed to another game that was just reviewed 
uh not too long ago was it a year and a half ago or so i think gt7 came out um the games like that came out and you're not really judging them based on the same scale it was a scale different for every game i think it is it, it seems like it it seems like the xbox scale is just a different scale period yeah, I mean, I, I I would agree. And again, I don't want I don't want to beat the horse here, but I I think that when it comes to PlayStation games, there's a thumb on the scale, uh, where you, where it does have uh, an advantage because it's a PlayStation exclusive. That's a, that's a fact. Sorry, uh, you can disagree with me. You can agree with me. Well, that's fine. Uh, I'm not looking to get brownie points for it. I'm just telling it like I see it. Uh, but I I can tell you what I played of this game. I, now that's the thing. See, I can't speak against Gran Turismo outside of what I read, what I've yeah. seen posted online, because I don't I don't have the game. Uh I was hoping to actually play it. Uh and 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 maybe the game should and probably absolutely has to be a part of the uh, their their uh you know their their service. It is not. It is not in there. Uh I'm not gonna I'm not giving them 70 bucks for that game. I would not I'd I'd barely be comfortable with giving them twenty dollars for that game. It should be in the service. Unfortunately, it is not. Another game that is first party that's been out for a while that should have easily been in the in, in their service is not there. Uh, and actually, it would have made a lot of sense yeah. uh, from a from a hey, we want to steal some thunder away. Hey, look at our eighty-seven Metacritic game. We just dropped it into our service. Mm. Instead, uh, you get some old movies. Yeah, well, of course, you know, who, who doesn't like old movies? I'm just, I'm just saying, it's, it's ridiculous. That's a new thing they just announced. Uh, yeah, old, it's, old uh, it's, you know, that's fine. I like movies. Mrs. Yeah. and I are movie buffs. Uh, most of the stuff we buy that we want, and that's the stuff we, you know, we have subs uh, subscriptions to, you know, here, there, and everywhere to watch certain movies in certain places. Uh, but, but to your point, Boom, that game came out uh, 18 months ago. Maybe even a little bit more, yeah. yeah I think March of 2022, right? I, I mean, yeah. I, I got it day one, and I've been playing, like, off and on since then. Like, But, like, you know, um, what is the gate? Is it a two-year time lapse before games enter PlayStation Plus? I'm just... The, the fact that we get Forza Motorsport day one and it's also on PC in Game Pass? Day one, yeah. Like value has to speak for something here. Like at the end of the day, it is an insane value to get not just uh, Forza Motorsport, but also we just last month we got Starfield. We also got Hi-Fi Rush this year. You got Aged uh, Empires Definitive Editions two and four entering Game Pass this year. You had the Quake two remaster hit uh, Shadow dropped. You had all these different things. Uh, Forza Motorsport again, not a. All, also, there's reason there's no GT7 PC comparisons out there, right? Uh, where is that? Like, I don't understand the lack of asking for value, right? Um, to get a game like Forza Motorsport into Game Pass, like, day and date, and on PC, Xbox, cross-buy, right? If you want to buy it, you buy it once. You yep. get cloud save progression between the two things as well. Like, it was seamless switching to pc last night right like it was i just as soon as it hit i was like okay i'm i'm gonna go and try it out on pc being able to have this in the ecosystem it adds value to the games like it it makes it it makes forza motorsport worth more to me yes you know what i mean but we have to we get to pay less value yeah. towards the consumer you know it's 
that's what it's all about. I can't. Um, I think this is the first Forza Motorsport that's launched since Game Pass has taken off, right? Um, yeah, the thing to be the thing that it is now, right? Outside of Forza Horizon, but you, you've seen with just Motorsport, yes, this is the first Motorsport, Motorsport Seven launched in seventeen. I think Game Pass had just come out roughly around that time. Yeah. Um, and this, I mean, now at Game Pass is probably over thirty million subscribers. This is going to be the most played Forza Motorsport in history. This is also day and date for PC as well now with Crossfire and all the cloud saves and cross progression, all that stuff. So I, I feel like this is going to be the most played Forza uh, Motorsport ever, just like Forza Horizon was. Uh, but it's a shame that it's not given some of the credit it's deserved. Now, there's some criticisms, right? Uh, but uh, overall, this is a game that's going to last for years, get lots of support as well. So um and we can trust xbox with that because that's what they do with their games i mean listen Ed, I, look we just learned that uh starfield is going to get five plus years of support uh after its initial launch i would imagine that turn 10 studios uh we're not going to see a a, a a proper sequel to this game whatever it's going to be called if it's going to be called forza motorsport 2 is it going to be called forza motorsport uh you know s- s- yeah, I don't think we get Whatever. another one until next gen. Like, and I think it'll, probably not I, until next gen, and that's uh, perfectly fine. Yeah, it probably won't be a launch in next gen either. It'll probably be like a couple years into it, uh, is what I would assume, unless they actually hit launch. But like, even then, it's like, I don't know. Do I do we want them to? I I feel like with the ability that they have to upgrade and update these games over time, uh, this game's gonna it's gonna last. It's going to have a lot of legs on it with all the content that they're going to be dropping on. This is going to be a game that just lives in Game Pass, uh, or if you own the cop, own your version of it, or whatever. It's just going to be there. It's going to be updated, and people are going to keep keep coming back to this thing year after year and playing. Uh, and it's, it's very special to have um, Forza kind of become that kind of game, as opposed to knowing every two years you got to buy a new one. You know. Well, I mean, look, uh, it, already we're starting to see what the what the future looks like for Forza Motorsport. Uh, if you're if you're if you if you're suffering from FOMO, like I think many people were, would be, buy the upgrade. Uh, it's it's it, the early access upgrade gives you the car packs and the car passes. Uh, I I personally think it's worth it. Some people, you know, listen, I I not everyone can afford it. Gaming is expensive, folks. Uh, some people are like, yeah, boom, I'm, I'm stuck. I got to wait. You know what? I, I hear you. Uh, d- you know, you, if you don't have the 30 bucks to spend, that's, I, I totally get it. Um, but if you, if, if you don't want to wait, get, get to early access and get playing five days early or wait to the 10th. One way or another, you're going to play an amazing racing game. Um, and, uh, I, you know what? I, I, I kind of want to just transition because, you know, we have still about, uh, you know, 25 minutes left. Uh, and I, I and I do want to I want to get into something because you mentioned it, and I and I think it's worthy of a conversation. Uh, is Game Pass? Uh, what a freaking month for Game Pass, dude! Like it has just been, and like I said, I mean, I, I maybe it, it, depending on who you know who you are and and where your number falls. Does it start in November, September 6th, or October 6th? I just want to say that the the block that we're going to talk about, Mav. Uh, is starting on the August 31st, where we saw the uh, Sea of Stars release. Now, Sea of Stars, if you don't know what that is, that is uh, a bit 
type or like a, a, a SNES bit type uh, JRPG. Uh, it is phenomenal. It is an indie darling. It's probably going to be in the running for ga- uh, for indie game of the year. It's that freaking good. Uh, that was Game Pass day and date. And uh, if you look at just, again, I, I don't have the full list in front of me. Uh, by all means, folks, throw, throw your favorite game from Game Pass in uh, in, in the chat. But uh, this is this is what's missing from PlayStation. This is probably one of the reasons why Jim Ryan's career is, is over, because they just didn't have an answer for Xbox Game Pass. Uh, ju- just off the top of my head, right? you have obviously the bookends for Xbox First Party, two of the biggest games of the year, Forza Motorsport just released, uh, Starfield, even though it was in Game Pass, sold gangbusters. Then you got something in there from third party, Lies of P. I mean, those are just three games off the top of my head, plus Sea of Stars, and a couple of more that are coming. Uh, 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 let's see, the Warhammer one just released. That's uh, you know, the Dark Tide. Uh, apparently, people are really digging that. That's you know that was supposed to come out, I think, last year, and it's finally in there. Just released into Xbox Game Pass. I, I want to get your I want to get your hot take on this because I you know I, I know this is not going to turn I don't want it to turn into you know why Jim Ryan was you know fired because I think he was fired he wasn't he could say he, he's yeah. retiring all he wants he's he's fired that's it uh, and and you know why he's fired and again I'm no 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 rocket scientist here and sitting in this chair he could have been running the show until he retires in March of 2024 that's not the case he is no longer making any important decisions at SIE. He's basically just sitting home, probably having a cup of tea because Hiroki Totoki took over October 1st, 2023, head of Sony proper or you know second in command to Sony proper. That that's a really really big deal. Uh but I really want to reel this in. Let's get your your hot take. It is now the best time for people that were like watching Game Pass from afar and be like, "Yeah, I don't know." Fifteen dollars a month. It went up two dollars. Yeah. Is it worth my money? I, I don't know. I I don't know how else to sell it. I mean, I don't get a dime from Microsoft uh, to sell you Game Pass. I, I'm good until six sixteen twenty six, folks. So I'm I'm locked in. I'm good. Uh, I want to get your hot take on this, man. Is is now the best time to jump into Xbox Game Pass if you've been sitting on the sidelines or sitting on your hands? Well, we've been waiting for the avalanche to unleash right um we've been talking about it for years and there was a longer wait mostly because of covid and all that situation uh caused development issues that's why 2022 was so bare we a lot of us thought 2022 was going to be that year for the pipeline to just unleash you know um but you know delays happened and we're to this point now where we got this 2023 that was absolutely insane. I, if I would make a suggestion for people to go back in time and subscribe in January of 2023, because if you weren't, you missed out on an insane year for Game Pass, right? Just this year of Game Pass has been nuts. I mean, January, there's Hi-Fi Rush. You had three shadow drops this year into Game Pass day and date. Uh, yep. there's, there's Hi-Fi Rush, there was Age 4, and there was also Quake 2 Remaster. All shadow dropped. No hype beforehand nothing like that just like hey here's a first party game go for it right here you go that's just cherry on top 
of all the other stuff we already knew about we were getting this year, right? And then you also have these other games that are still hitting. You just had Warhammer uh, 40K Darktide hit. War- Warhammer like, Boltgun is another one. Came out of nowhere yeah. in Xbox Game Pass, old school. Uh, yeah, that's Real quick, game. let me just address something. Uh, who was it here? Let me just find them. Uh, Jack Knight, brother. Thank I, I appreciate the uh, super chat. I'm going to read it in hot sec. He says, once again, Double Barrel Gaming, Sea of Thieves, oh, I'm Sea of Thieves, Sea of Stars is on PlayStation Plus day and date. I'm not taking away from that. That is the first game that they have dropped there day and date that's a new game since Stray. It's just not enough. They raised the price by 40 bucks. Not enough uh, for me. I canceled my subscription. I'm good until I think uh, March of 24 after that. that they're, not getting, they're not getting my money. That's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not I mean, that's not that's not enough. Like, you know, I, I feel like if you are looking at game subscriptions and value, you you just got Starfield. Right. And, I'm, and if we just if we only focus on the big games, I, I feel like all the rest of the games are amazing, too. And like they have an insane value and every and people should give them a chance and give them a try because there's so many awesome games hitting Game Pass uh, day and date that are like from third party studios or like from indie studios or in, and all these different things that are awesome and a blast. And even if you don't play them for a long time, you know, you get to try it and, and try all this stuff out. Um, there's been so much, I mean, you have like Exo primal even hit game pass day and date, which is another third party game uh, from uh, from Capcom. Uh, so this year has been pretty special. Now, if you ask, is this the best time to get in? I would say yes. Cause you already have this, huge backlog to get into i mean you have hundreds and hundreds of games in there plus if you just focus on the 2023 releases it's nuts but going forward there's no end to this onslaught and the avalanche of games and that's where really the value comes because you know you have stuff to look forward to and games to play um next year you already have uh hellblade 2 slated for 2024 avowed slated for 2024 you have a new flight sim slated for 2024. Uh, uh, Tower Born is slated yes, for 2024. That, dude, that looks so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. And that's already four. And you know that Xbox is willing to keep stuff in their back pocket after we got three shadow drops this year. The craziest thing for me, Boom, about that, about those three games that we just got out of nowhere this year, is the year that Xbox had in 2022 with the lack of first-party games, right? They could have made news about these things then to help stymie the uh criticism they were getting right to help help you know hey look we got these other things you know they're coming you know we will we'll, we'll announce some release dates and all that they could have done that instead they were so confident in their future plans that they actually kept these things in their back pocket and shadow dropped three different things this year right so they're willing to do that so look ahead to 2024 those four games that I just mentioned that are already announced for 2024. Plus what else are we going to get next year that we have no clue about? Uh, it's insane to really think about. And then you add on to the top of that, all this third party stuff, all these other things, all these indie games and, uh, and more. And you're looking at this r- ecosystem that really, if you wanted to, you could just have game pass and not buy a game. And you could actually just completely be happy because of the kind of variety that's there. No, I'm not Indeed. recommending people do that because obviously you get you miss out on other stuff, right? Um, but it's insane value as a consumer. Um, and I think the more of these big games that keep hitting, like Forza's and Starfield, and then 
those other games I mentioned for next year, it's going to be more of a thing that people are just going to see that they have to get a Game Pass subscription because there's just too much there to pass up on. And when there's too much, when there's so much stuff there, you look at the cost of buying all those games versus the subscription service, and it's just like a no-brainer, right? Like, um, it, even if you were to put it into this perspective, in a month's time, the amount of games that come out into Game Pass that you may be interested in playing, if you were interested in buying those games, the discount you get from buying games in Game Pass actually might pay for the subscription itself. <laughs> like, th- that's pretty crazy to think about. Like, all, all it takes is a couple games getting that uh, 10% discount or whatever you get from buying games that are in Game Pass to actually get the value back of your subscription. And, like, and, you, get, and you get Microsoft points for buying yes. games. <laughs> it's nuts. Like, do I, your big challenges, folks. I do it every day. I'm addicted. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, if you want to buy, buy two games, save the money, and then you get all these other games you don't necessarily have to want to buy, like, included. Like, it's just... it's. It's insane value. It's insane. I, I honestly still can't believe we're living in a world. Where if you were to tell 10-year-old me that one oh, day dude. we'd be living in a world where we get games like this in a subscription service like for 15 bucks, it's nuts. Like I just would never be able to believe you. I, you know, it's funny because, like I said, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm, I just turned 53. It's fine. Now, I'm old. What can I tell you? I remember my, my, my dad taking me to Play World, right? That's the old toy store that used to be in the Bronx. <laughs> years ago i mean and the way they had the games like my dad was a blue collar dude mom stayed home with us so it was one salary coming in that was that was it right so we we didn't get games we didn't get a lot of games it's just yeah i worked like i started working when i was like a kid because the allowance that my pops was giving me was just not cutting the mustard you know what i'm saying and birthdays you know birthdays you know you get a good report card you get a game something like that it didn't happen very often. I used to, you, you know, and if you're old like me, you remember you used to go to like your Toys R Us or your Play World or your Child World, and there'd be this big wall with yeah, all of, of the cards. Games. The cards, yeah, with the, with the sleeves, the, the sleeves, and like at Toys R Us, there was a ma- the, the magic sli- window. You take it up yeah, the first and they go window. back. Yeah, I man. love and, that and, window, man. But you only got to visit it once every couple months if you're lucky. It's you it's, know? it's crazy that you know you you flip the card, you you flip the card back, you you'd buy the game based on. <laughs> screen that you were seeing it was like two pictures yeah it was awful now for 17 bucks a month which is still a dollar cheaper well now actually it's even more because sony raised their prices uh 40 bucks uh per uh, you know for the the the, the high caliber version of it 160 bucks a year get get the f out of here um it's it's just it's just crazy. Uh, real quick, I do want to catch up on the super chats, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll give our final thoughts. Oh, I keep seeing people cocoon indie game of the year for a lot of people. I saw a lot of people. Randall Thor loves it. Uh, Infinite Umbra loves it. I I did not like it, folks. I tried. I played it. I played it for about an hour. I got through a couple of puzzles. I was like, yeah, this is just not for me. Now, maybe it's because I'm playing like Max Payne 3 and I'm playing Starfield and I'm playing Forza Motorsport and I'm an indie guy. I am definitely an indie gamer. I love indies. I love them. Uh, it just did not hit for me, folks. So if, if again, it's one of those games. It's in Game Pass. It's day and date. People are loving it. Indie game of the year and the potential indie game of the year that launched into a service that also had Starfield and Forza Motorsport. I mean, wow. Are we 
we, we're we're very spoiled. We're very lucky. But uh, your baby father drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Great Forza review boom!" And you spoke all facts about the coward known as Dan. Yes, yes. I, I listen. I I don't shy away from controversy. I I you know what? He'll never call me out on it because he can give a shit what I say. No one cares what Boomstick says. No one cares. And the channel's too small. But it's fine. I will speak my truth. And I think he is a coward. And that's fine. Uh, Jack Knight, who uh, pointed out that Sea of Stars is in PlayStation Plus. So thank you so much for that, Jack. He drops. Very generous. $2. Super Chat and says, where's King David? He was supposed to come on on Friday. Yeah, he just couldn't get out of work, brother. Uh, trust me when I tell you, I'm just as disappointed as you. King David is my... Uh, He's like a brother. Like we're we're like family. Uh, he couldn't get here. We'll get him on. Uh, he's been super super busy at work. So whenever he has free free time because he works nights, we'll get him on. Hopefully it'll be uh you know a breakfast at boom or hopefully uh that uh drawn TJ drops a very generous five uh, two dollars super chat and says Forza Motorsport destroys Gran Turismo Seven. It's the best game. Yeah, I mean listen. Some people think otherwise, and that's fine. Have different opinions, but I think uh, this trumps uh, uh, Gran Turismo Seven ten- tenfold. It's not. It's not even like leaps. Uh, it, it's not even just a hop, skip, and jump. It's leaps and bounds. A better game. Uh, Jack's eighty-two drops a very generous uh, ten-dollar super chat and says a lot of what's in PlayStation Plus is either in Game Pass or has left Game Pass. I'm on the essentials plan. If I ever want to upgrade, I would choose extra plan. No higher than that. Uh, premium is not worth it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a premium guy for, for Sony. It went up 40 bucks. And the only reason why I would pay for their service, because I don't really play online. I play the game for single player, so that's why I would play. But it's for the cloud saves, which no one talks about. It's egregious that we have to pay for cloud saves, that those aren't offered for free. But, you know, listen, I'm just not paying. I'm not paying $80 a year for cloud saves. I'm, ju- I'm just not going to do that. Uh, we have a new channel member. Juan, welcome to the channel, brother. Thank you so much for joining the channel. It does help more than you know. And he also drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, any thoughts on some Xbox guys that for some reason are expecting Forza to look uh, on an Xbox as good as a high-end PC? Juan, I, look, I... There's some. There's been some. There's been some takes. Uh, we don't shout anybody out individually because a. I'm not. I'm too old for this shit. I don't want problems. And b. You have your opinion. What I'm playing on my TV on a Series X is bananas great. Uh, it's not good. It is bananas great. Uh, that's why I gave it a nine point five out of ten. Yeah. I th- I think people sometimes equate what they are used to on PC and somehow fall back on the Xbox being like the lesser version. Well, if you have a 4090, it's going to look freaking ridiculous because it's a 4090. Honestly. And you can can attest to that, Matt. Yeah. I have a, I have a new PC I I built uh, for Starfield. Um, I have a 7,900 XT AMD card in it, which is like pretty much top of the line that AMD has. Right. Um, it's really the, the the actual graphics card they were promoting with Starfield. You know, it's uh, and honestly, after I, you know, Starfield is night and day difference, right? Uh, so night night from Xbox Series X to my PC, 
it is insanely different. Like the yeah. the detail, the graphics, everything is like wow. You know, on on PC, it still looks great on Xbox, but on PC is like wow. Forza Motorsport, the Series X version is pretty damn close to the PC version. Honestly, like I played last night after streaming for a couple of hours um, on Xbox, and then I finally got to boot up the PC version, and I was like, okay, it looks pretty close to the same thing. Like it was, it really wasn't too drastically different from the xbox version i gotta say if you have an xbox series x and you are looking for like feeling like you're not getting the best experience or whatever i mean besides some like slight ray tracing reflection type stuff and things like that there's really you're not gonna see too much difference in the games i honestly you're gonna really enjoy the experience you're getting out of the series x version um yeah i i was more impressed actually with the series x version even after playing the pc version last night and um that's to say that the pc version obviously looks better it does but like this is this is not like a a starfield situation or or anything like that where there's like this dramatic huge difference in it it is pretty uh just looking at it's pretty pretty close and i that's a props to turn 10 for optimization for consoles um what they got out of this game for series x is kind of astonishing uh the ray tracing on track all that kind of stuff i feel like the lighting solution that they have has its moments where it's like amazing it has its moments where it's like wow that's like uh, because of the new lighting system it's like it's a little like oh, maybe that could have looked a little bit better right um but overall i think the new lighting and, and everything that they're doing that translates to consoles also there on pc right so you're going to see this game be supported for years and years to come, which for me, honestly, I'm looking forward to the future. I feel like they built this Forza as the template for the future, right? Yes, I, I agree. Yeah. You're going to see these improvements, upgrades, and all this stuff over time. But as a lot for launch, it's like it looks, it looks stunning, man. Like it, it really does. Uh, graphical fidelity and of the track, uh, the terrain around the track the the cars and everything is is next level um the lighting 90 percent of the time is absolutely amazing right uh 10 of the time you're like okay maybe and i said this jokingly like i was like at times i feel like there's like too much light <laughs> if that makes sense right it's just like okay like i'm drowned in light it's like it's like oh you know but and that can be a good thing or bad thing it's it's a weird thing to say but uh at, that's just moments in time when that happens. And I I feel like that's only, there's only been one course that I've raced where I've kind of like really noticed that it's like, okay, I felt like it was a little washed out and stuff. Other times it's like happened in slight instances where the times of day change and the sun's glaring at a specific angle at you. Other than that, the, the lighting has been like 90% of the time, absolutely better than anything I've witnessed in racing games, period um and i think there's room to grow but like overall fidelity wise on console the pc you're in for a treat uh best looking forza there's ever been best playing forza there's ever been um and that's the two most important things right so yeah, like you would uh, think you would think and if you're unsure i gotta say too don't you get this game in Game Pass in a few days. If you didn't get the early access or whatever, you get this game in Game Next Pass week. in a few days, right? Yeah. So yep. don't judge and get your 
preconceived notions based on other people's comparison videos that are compressed assy shit videos on yep. Twitter, on on YouTube, all that stuff. Just wait and play the game for yourself and see what it looks like to you. And if you're complaining about the visuals, then fine. But don't sit there and rave and rant about Forza Motorsports visuals based on somebody on Twitter that obviously has some kind of agenda or whatever, trying to pick certain things apart to showcase Gran Turismo 7 versus Forza Motorsport in this certain instance. Oh my God, look at this, look at that. Judge for yourself and play Indeed. both games. You know what I've been doing leading up to playing Forza Motorsport the last uh, few days? I've been playing Gran Turismo 7, so it'd be fresh in my mind. Good for you, man. And I've been having fun with it. But because it's fresh in my mind and I and I really get that feeling again of what that game is, I came into Forza Motorsport fresh from Gran Turismo. And I, I got to say, like, it just hands down, night and day, the better game, period. In every single front. And that's just that's just what it is, in my opinion. Now, somebody else may have different tastes. This is coming from somebody that loves Gran Turismo as well. I would I would say if I was to grade and judge Gran Turismo, I would probably give it like an 8.5, and I would give Forza Motorsport like a 9.5, but I'm way too early on to right. actually review it because there's a lot of other aspects here. But this is a game you're going to pour hundreds of hours into before you really even get the grasp of what your actual critiques are, right? That's why I can't can't judge these reviewers, these, these people that are having these opinions and trying to allocate a score to something uh, so early on that only got the game for a few days before dropping this kind of, kind of review and have all these criticisms or all these different things. It's like, I feel like even just yesterday, boom, playing all day yesterday, based on what I've seen, I feel like I put more hours into it than some of the reviewers did. You probably did. Yeah, you. I mean, think about that. You got some reviewers that did Starfield reviews. Six out of ten, I put four hours in. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I'm. Tr I'm trusting you. Same thing with with, with this. Listen, I put twenty. Uh, my, go check my. Go go check the stats, folks. I don't hide anything behind anything. All my stuff is open for anyone to see. I put over over twenty four hours into this bad boy, uh, and and I loved every minute. I can't wait to get back to it. But listen, let me catch up on these last couple of super chats, and then we will get you out of here. Uh, folks, thank you so much for taking the time to check out not only the review earlier of Forza Motorsport, but to hang out with me and Mav here for, you know, 70 minutes, give or take. Uh, we have Dreadful Sean drops a very generous $10 Super Chat and another Game Pass uh, triumph. He says, Game Pass discounts are amazing. I just got High on Knife or uh, High on Life, High on Knife bundle for eight bucks. The retail price is 50 Paid for three months of Game Pass right there. There you go. Yep. Uh, we also have another Super Chat come from Tim the Sorcerer. Just a very generous two-pound Super Chat. And says, awesome show. AI Hackathon tomorrow. We'll miss the show. Don't sweat it, brother. It'll be up on On Demand immediately. And if you can't catch it on YouTube, you'll be able to catch it up all on the RSS feeds because I, I upload daily. When I'm done with the show, it goes up. Uh, I did not put up prime time yet because obviously it was it's just been busy morning and I did do the two shows today. I'm going to put all three of these shows up later on this afternoon. So if you missed it live and you don't want to watch it on YouTube, you can watch it on Spotify. You can watch it on all of your favorite RSS feeds as this channel is part of all of them. 
Uh, Mav, let's sell your brand, brother. Talk about fun speculation. What you got going on tonight? PM in the PM with Pong Soul, Mr. Starfield himself. Um, where could people subscribe to your channel, help you continue to grow the brand, and more importantly, reach out to you on social media? You know, thanks for having me, Boom. Uh, if you want to check out what we got going on over on our channel, just go to Fun Speculation on YouTube. Uh, tonight, we do have a show. It's called PM and the PM. Pong, Sol, and I will be talking about Has the King Returned? Forza Motorsport. Uh, and we'll get some thoughts. Pong's been playing, too, Boom. And uh, we've been in the DMs with each other about the game. So he's got great things to uh, say about it. But uh, if y'all want to see specifically something pong said about it go check out his twitter account because he had a really cool post about comparison comparing uh his yes. actual car from back in the day to the yes. cars and horses right which is like that's really judging right like and in, in grading something based on like real things you know so um check check out the show tonight it's at 7 p.m eastern time p.m in the p.m with pong and i and then tomorrow night we got xbox ultimate podcast at 10 p.m eastern time uh, there's bound to be some fun and shenanigans on that show if you're, if you're familiar with uh, what we do there. Um, and then Mondays, we got Fun Speculation Podcast at 10 again. And then Fun Pop is our movie and TV show podcast Tuesdays at 10. And we just had a, a fun Ahsoka uh, spoiler cast um, on Tuesday, which was a blast. Um, loved, loved that show. You know what's funny? I Mrs. Boom and I uh, have not watched an episode, not yet. We're going to binge yeah. over the weekend and catch up. And Loki season two is starting tonight, which we're going to let you know let it go, and then we're going to binge that, folks. If you don't know that we're into uh, Korean dramas, and we're in the midst of three of them, and they're so freaking good. And yes, we keep subtitles on because the American dub is gross. So yes, uh, that's that's our thing. That that's our you know what we like to do outside of the movies because both of us are movie buffs but uh mav it was great to hang out with you a big shout out to the nearly 400 people that we had here today and that's a really big thing again this is a, a bit of a smaller show uh maybe forza motorsport didn't uh, you know drive the numbers if you will um but it's fine tomorrow morning at 10 a.m we're going to be doing breakfast with boom we have a lot on tap uh i haven't even written the show yet i'm literally going to you know, write the show uh, later this evening, send out the show notes to the guys. Um, and uh, I want to thank all of the Super Chats and the channel members and the new channel member. Juan, thank you so much for becoming a channel member. Super appreciate it. Uh, just for context, uh, we last week we gave away $500 worth of, give, uh, of, of gift cards. All 10 gift cards have been delivered. I'm very happy about that. Uh, the first week of November... Uh, that breakfast at Boom, Mrs. It's going to be Mrs. Boom's birthday bash. We're giving away another five hundred dollars worth of gift cards, and of course, at the end of the year, as we've done for six consecutive years, we are doing Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick, folks, and we are pushing the envelope further than we've ever done before. Thanks to the guidance of the money man or money woman, Mrs. Boomstick, we're giving away $1,500 in two hours. That's right. 10 $100 gift cards and two grand prizes of $250 gift cards. Two of those. And all you got to do to win is be in the chat when we are live. Now, of course, if you drop a super chat, you get an additional entry. If you are a channel member, you get an additional entry. And half of those gift cards are going to be 
uh, doled out to channel members first. So five $100 gift cards and uh, one of the grand prize gift cards of $250 is going to be held and reserved for channel members. And if you are a channel member for more than 30 days, you do get that extra in entry. And of course, then the next, the other, the other half, the other six will be for people that are in the chat while we are live. And of course, we can't do any of that without the super chats and without the channel memberships because I'm a retired dude and the pension, though great, does have a ceiling. Of course, before we get out of here, I want to close out with something, folks, that's incredibly important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything. To be nice, you live by those rules, Craig. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live. It's funny, uh, you know, you, you, you never know what, what, what kind of...